This episode of Friends Fit 40s is all about the running. We're going to talk about how we got started, why we run, how we keep it interesting, and we're going to finish up with some yoga. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mellenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms in the Midwest who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. By novice, read no clue. And our fitness budget is teeny tiny. So we are figuratively climbing a steep mountain. And someday we are really going to climb that mountain. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Boy, have we had some of those. But we have learned a ton. And we want you to hear all about our mistakes, as well as our celebrations. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to join our journey. Learn with us, laugh with us, and actively construct your best day today, and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. Hello and welcome to Friends Fit 40s. We're so happy that you're here today. So today we're talking about... We're talking about running, guys. It is what we do for our main cardio. Which is crazy because, remember, Laura, 18 months ago, was not a runner. I was not a runner. I would run if you were chasing me or like it was in an immediate sense of danger and something was going to get me like, I don't know, an alligator or something. I don't know. That might be the reason why I would run. So, (laughs) and I had run a little, but I would by no means call myself a runner either. I think I had run two races my entire career up until then. Yeah. And I had run, walked a couple of 5Ks with the emphasis on walk. Okay, so (laughs) So that's where we started, guys. Why running then? Yeah, because we weren't runners. (laughs) We weren't. We weren't runners. We wanted to do this lifting thing because we knew the importance of building muscle, especially as you age. That's a whole nother episode, but it's important to have muscle as you age, as you go into menopause, and building muscle changes your body shape. Yes. And so we, we needed something to balance that because you have to have some cardio with the strength. And as much mental energy as we were putting into the lifting part, we had to do something that was similar each day that would give us a good cardio workout. Right. And so running it became. So running it became. And so we didn't need a lot of money to run. Right. And that's what some of the research has said, Stephanie, that you don't need a lot of money to run because there are multiple places that you can run. And we're going to talk about that here in our next segment. You can just put some shoes on and go. Yeah. That was a bonus for us because we were looking for things to do on the cheap. So running it was. Another thing about running is that for us, it was easy to measure growth. Like one day we might go 1.5 miles. And the next day, if we even went 1.6 miles, we grew. Right. And in that same time amount. So, you know, in the beginning, we were running for 20 minutes at a time. So we could just see how 
far we ran in those 20 minutes and be able to compare and see the growth. And that's exciting to see growth when you're on a journey, to see some growth, to see some improvement. And every single time we grew, we celebrated because you have to do that or else it's going to get old really fast. Yep. Another reason why we liked running was because it felt like a workout. Right, because it was hard. (laughs) It was really hard. By the time we were done, we were sweating and we couldn't breathe. Right. Still to this day, it's easier and I, dare I say, like it. Dun, da, da. (laughs) But it's still hard. Yeah. It's still hard. And you can make it hard. Like you can make a running workout harder because you can go up hills versus going flat. So that's one great thing about running is that it kind of depends on where you go and how you do it that the the intensity is. So as well as speed, which we don't tend to go super fast, but we have been increasing our speed a little bit here and there. There we go. And for us, it was super lucky that we didn't need a gym because... With COVID, we have not really gone to the gym. We've gone like twice since March. This was something that we could maintain even at home. Right. In the beginning, when we started the 18 months ago, we were in a gym on a treadmill. We actually learned that there's a difference between treadmill running and road running. Oh, boy, did we. We kind (laughs) of thought it was the same thing. Yeah, until we tried it once. Yeah, (laughs) we were like, oh, that was a lot harder. Yes, there's like wind. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you you don't have a constant pace. Those were all the reasons why we just jumped into running. But please don't think that we were super excited about it. Not at all. Like, we were working with that coach, Laura Moore, who we've mentioned in our show notes. And she just said, run for 20 minutes. And it was like, oh, like, like someone can just, like, hop on and run. And so I was like, oh, this should be so easy. But, like, it... Nothing about the word run seemed easy. No. And so it was like, okay, we're going to get on and we're going to run. And we we can't stop. We're not going to walk in between. Like, <laughs> no, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to run. So that's what we did. That's what we did. So we're going to talk just a bit about getting started. Laura had suggested to us that we run for a straight 20 minutes, which we were able to do at a 4.4 pace. If you listen to our episode three, I believe, um, we talk a little bit more about that. However, we did have some cardio background prior to getting on the treadmill and running for 20 minutes. And so we were doing step classes and spin classes and things like that. Right. So we were able to do that. Some folks might start with a run walk where you run one minute on, walk two or three minutes off, run one minute on, so on and so forth. There are some great apps like Couch to 5K apps that you can get that will actually time your runs and kind of take you through a program. I've done those apps and what I found is in around like week like five or something or 10, you all of a sudden just jump in and run for 15 minutes straight anyway. (laughs) So So we were just jumping to that week 10. Right. So just be ready for that fun. We also started on a treadmill. And for us, this was easy because we knew that we needed to start with a slow pace. And so if we ran on Tuesday at a 4.4, We knew that on Wednesday, we needed to start at a 4.4 or a 4.5 or whatever. And we could could slowly similar. Yeah. And eat it up and easily increase. And because if like, that's probably why I had not committed to running earlier than this, because I just go out and run on the sidewalk and I'd run like a sprint, you know, and have no clue how fast I was running. But on a treadmill, you can control your speed. And that is helpful if you've never run before. Yes. So Laura takes off outside. 
and then we were all catching up and out of breath in the first like 30 seconds. And we can't con- we can't right. sustain it. We can't sustain that. <laughs> no. We were like, Laura, we want t- this to last us 20 to 25 minutes. So we're going to slow down this fun. And we're going to make it so that we can run a little bit, a little bit slower so that we can <laughs> run again tomorrow. Right. Because that was the goal. Yeah, it was. The treadmill does help to keep your pace constant, which for us was really, really helpful. And then when we started running outside, which we just were like, we want a challenge. It was like October, November. We started running right. in well, August. We were, we were training for a 5K. That, oh, that's that right. Didn't that, that didn't actually exist. That's that's whole a other, whole other podcast. Right. Don't worry. We're going to fill you in on that fun. So we were training for a 5K that didn't actually exist. Keep going. Right. <laughs> and and we just realized that we got out there and we're like running and like, okay, we, well, we still need to run this many minutes. So we're going to need to slow down because this is really hard. And of course, the hills. We were When we were running on the treadmills, we were running at... A level we weren't right. we weren't increasing the incline, and so mainly because we wanted to be able to do it the next day. Yes. Um, but with outside, you can't control when the hills are. Nope, they just come up right in your neighborhood, and, and you go up them because yeah, because you yeah, don't want to. I mean, otherwise you can turn around, but then you're just kind of running in circles, so that doesn't really work either. No. So, <laughs> so that's kind of where the issue was is that we needed to figure out how can we maintain our pace so that we can actually run the 20 minutes that we want to outside with hills and all the elements. Yeah. And so we actually ended up borrowing my son's running watch. Yes. Because we, and he got really upset, actually. That's a whole nother issue, you know, teenagers. But we needed to know how fast we were going and to see us increasing, decreasing so that we could kind of keep that consistency of the pace because we had no clue we what it no was idea. without the treadmill. Right. So we borrowed his watch for a while and then we ended up buying a watch. I actually got one for Christmas. That was okay. my Christmas gift. I was nice. like, hey, we're, we're in this running thing. We're still running. A couple months later, we're now runners. Um, <laughs> so I asked for one for Christmas and we kind of pasted off that. And then eventually you were like, okay. I need one, one too. Yeah, so. I think it was about February by the time I finally broke down about one. We bought a Garmin running watch and we bought one of their cheaper ones. It was like under a hundred dollars. Laura, right. what kind of deal did you find on that? I think it was like eighty nine or so. And so Amazon Prime Day. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. If you want if you're looking for that. I know it only comes once a year, but um it is definitely worth it to kind of stake out your deals and see and it's worked for us it's yeah. really easy to use mm-hmm. um garmin's not paying us by the way no nope. uh, but we enjoy their product and we liked the simplicity of it because yes. we didn't want to have to hit a bunch of buttons to figure out what we were doing but like a year into our running laura like downloaded all of the data from our running for an entire year and she's like stephanie Look at this. It tells you how many miles you've run each month. It gives you a, like a workout map. Right. It does it all kinds of our heart rate on our runs right. and the elevation. I mean, you can get a lot of great information from this under $100 watch. Right. So we were just interested in pace, but we got all this bonus information too. So yeah, pacing is important. A treadmill can help you with that. And then we do recommend some kind of watch unless you're just internally really good at that stuff. <laughs> While we were running, I worked on increasing the mileage. I I would tell Laura, okay, this is what we're going to do today um, because that was something that I had experience with before. And so we increased our mileage about 10% a week until we had gotten up to the point where we were running about three miles a day during our regular short runs. 
And our longer runs, we were running anywhere from like five to seven miles right. prior to Laura's surgery. We are working back up to that. We are. Our goal is to run the Disney Half Marathon in 2022. So we are going to make that happen. We probably should run a real race first at some point. Yep. Because but- our, our one that we wanted to run right after we started running didn't actually exist. And then we've created a couple of 5Ks on our own, like... We'll talk about that in another episode, too. We've had two Jingle Kringles that yep, we created on our own. Jingle Kringles and, and our a, and Wobble, Wobble Gobble. Gobble 5K. Right. And at some point when COVID is over, we might actually be able to run in a real race with other people. people. <laughs> but, right. you know, we're, we're fine. We're, we're doing good with that. Another thing about running is that a lot of people do it. Uh, so we were asking tons of people for advice. We were. Laura was reaching out to her running friend. Her son is on the track team at school, so she was asking him for advice. I even asked the coach a little bit of advice, you know, because we wanted to find out more information about this running. Things like, how do you stretch before a run? What kind of running workouts work? Like, there isn't just a go, like, there is, you can just go and run, but there's also hill workouts and fart lick workouts, which... (laughs) Laura calls farfic Newtons. Farfic Newtons, because it sounds more fun. Right? Yep. So I am, I am a preschool teacher, so I just call them the farfic Newtons. So we do those every once in a while, too. That's just a little bit about getting started. And we will have other episodes about running. But this is just a little bit of how we literally got our feet under us. Running can get boring, right? Because you're running and you're just seeing things and and there's nothing happening and you're continuing to run and then only one minute's passed and you want to run for 20. Yep. It can get pretty boring. Especially when you're on a treadmill and you're just watching oh, the yeah. time. Tick it is by. It is really hard to be four minutes in knowing that you're going to be there for 30. Right. Right. So... We have found out different ways to keep it interesting. Yep. We have created a variety of types of runs as well as how to keep it interesting with conversations. This is when it it can be really nice to have a fitness friend to run with. Yes. I'm not sure how people do it when they run by themselves. I mean, I guess that's when like you're listening to music or whatever. But I personally probably wouldn't get very far. On my own. I wouldn't either. In fact, when Laura's not able to run, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So we hold each other accountable. So we have different kinds of runs that we do. These are not technical runs. These are not our fart fig nougans. (laughs) They are just what we've named our runs. So we have something that we call a rain run. Yep. And we are, I mean, we we are not fair fair weather runners, but... If it's raining, it takes a little bit more self-motivation to get ourselves outside. And you don't ever know if it's just going to straight up downpour. Right. And so our rain run is a couple of laps around close to the house just in case it just buckets. Or lightning starts because then it's no longer We don't want the lightning, right? Yeah. So our rain run is safe because it's close to the house. We have our snow runs. Right. Those are really fun, actually. kind of like Frogger. <laughs> that too. we had one of those yesterday. Yeah, but if it, if we, there's not ice on the ground, then it's just kind of like snowing coming down, and you kind of feel like you might be in a snow globe. It's a little bit magical, really. If you if you want to go that far, yes, we have to tell ourselves that when we're running. 
we also have our hill run days, which are the ones that we're like, okay, lean in, short steps. You got this. You got right. this. You can make it up the hill because once you go up the hill, you typically go down something. Yes. So. And so we definitely plan our hills so that there's enough downhills to make the uphills worth it. Right. That's, that's smart on our part. And we have our trail run. We are very, very fortunate to live in a place that has a fantastic trail system. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what we would do without our trail runs. Yes. Because they are nice and flat and they're scenic. And the people that you meet on there are pretty spectacular. We had experiences this summer we were running. And, you know, it's 90 degrees Midwest humidity. And they're like, keep going. That's awesome. You guys got the like, complete strangers like yes. cheering us on. Yes. It was really awesome to to be in that sense of community. Although we probably looked like we were huffing it and needed to be cheered on a little <laughs> bit. Like, oh, they might die. We should probably cheer them on. But our trail folks are so friendly. And so we have to be friendly back. Right. So we and say so, hi. And so and we say hi to them. Yeah. And Tell them their and, dogs are really cute. Yep. Yeah. And we also have what we call neighborhood runs, which are so much fun. They really are. They're probably my favorite. Yeah, we really enjoy them, mainly because we do like just looking at how people have decorated for different holidays or just how they've chosen the outside colors of their house and the color combinations. And that's really fun to talk about and notice and compare and con- contrast. Yes. So we gra- we take our car to a random neighborhood in our town and we get off. And we just start running. Yep. And most of the time we make it back in a loop. Um, every once in a while we get stuck. And yeah, we it's get a, a little lost. But, yep. you know. And we get a little bonus miles in. One time I think we were planning on four and ended up with six. But, you know, it was a good day. That's okay. <laughs> because you know what? Then you burned a few more calories. And yes. that's okay. So uh, our conversations, we also kind of plan with our runs. Uh, we purposefully save up our stories for like, you know, a mile in. Okay, so let me tell you what happened today. Right. Like this is this is the real meat of the run right now so that we can kind of enjoy each other's company and we are kind of making it go even faster. That's kind of like the happy hour part. Yes. You know, you're getting to instead of sharing your stories over alcohol, you're sharing it or, or food, you're sharing it over a run. And yes. so you're able to learn about each other's day and decompress. Yes. We also have done a book club while running. We did. And so I came up with I think I don't know. Was it me? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember who came up with it. But this summer and, you know, we're in the middle of COVID. And so you're not doing a whole lot. So we're like, well, we're running every day because yes. we wanted to get those endorphins Had to. every day. Yes. And so we thought, well, why not just go ahead and let's read some books and talk about like you read this many book pages before we run again. Yes. And so we do that. We uh, did some book clubs and we ran and, and talked about our books and solved all the murder mysteries before we even got to the end. Right. It was tons it of was, fun. It was a lot of fun, actually. And then we play another game sometimes when we're running. Let's change up our conversation every half mile. So you are challenged to come up with four topics. And every half mile, we have to talk about a different topic. Right. And so you can kind of do some little research before or just think about, you know, if you know you're going to do this type of run on Saturday, think about things that you can remember in the weeks to come or the days to come and then talk about them during your run. Yes. So all kinds of fun ideas for conversations and different runs. We also have destination runs. We have run to a local town. Yep. And then we've also run on our trail from our homes to downtown. 
and we got to have coffee. That was kind of cool. That was really fun. And uh, we are planning to go to some small towns and do running like our neighborhood ones in some small towns. And so we will update you as those happen. We are super excited about those. So, of course, we want to do some races. Um, However, we were unfortunate in that COVID started before we were well-trained for some races. And so as soon as COVID allows us to start running in races, we we're going to get some races yeah. under our belts. So so that we can do that Disney half marathon That's next right. year. So there you go. So it's time for our mindfulness section, and we've actually learned a few things about how to prepare best for running while we've been in this running journey. So one thing, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. that we learned the hard way is that it's best not to consume a couple of glasses of wine before you run, especially if you are going to run in the morning. Um, Yeah, so you would think that this was an obvious one. However... You know, you might as well try and make sure you can't. <laughs> we, we needed to test that out. Yep, we did. I think one day we were going to go for a long run. And I, I don't know. I mean, we both did it actually last summer. And yes. we'd had a few glasses the night before. And then we're running in the morning because it's summer and we're off. And we're like, okay, yeah, we're not going to make it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Apparently wine dehydrates you. Right. So, <laughs> so if you're going to run longer, um, it's best to not to not consume much or any alcohol. Yep. The night before, yep. so that you can finish your run. Yep. So, so, so that leads to hydration. It's yes. really important to be hydrated. Yes. Especially in the summer running. Yeah. You know, in Midwest, I don't know where you guys live, but we live in the Midwest and it gets hot and humid. And it's important to, you know, if you're at a run in the afternoon, it's important to be consuming water all day long. It's important to, you know, be hydrated before you run. And we even found as we were running, that we needed some little water pouches. Yes. Because in the Midwest. Along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We both had the experience on one of our runs, what it was like to not be hydrated. And it's very dizzy and like black sparkly. Oh, I remember. I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. That was scary. It's kind of scary. So we decided after that that we're just going to drink a lot of water and solve that problem. Uh, So we haven't had any issues since. But yeah, hydration is super important. Also, carbohydrates before you run and right. like 90 minutes or so before you run. So don't like wolf down something right before you run and and, and go out because right. you could have an upset stomach. Yeah. So. so some carbohydrates before you run and then after you run, balance that protein and carbohydrates uh, so that you can kind of replenish your body. Banana and peanut butter is a great option because of the potassium in the bananas that kind of help to replace those electrolytes. Running doesn't burn a lot of calories. Right. So if you're going <laughs> to run to the ice cream store, which that was actually one of our plans. We never actually got to do it last summer. But you can't just assume that running to the ice cream store is going to cancel out the ice cream that you eat. It doesn't. <laughs> running on our days cancel out about two apples. <laughs> How sad is that? We're working a ton right and we've we've run about two apples worth now it's worth it in many 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 other ways but you have to keep that in mind because it is so dang much work right that you would think that you'd be able to eat a pizza when you're done right and it'd be equally that but now our long run days it it does burn quite a few calories if we're running like an hour or so but when we're running 20 to 30 minutes it's it's just a couple apples, a couple something, you know, it's just for that physical, mental 
benefit that yeah. we're doing it. I figure about 100 calories per mile is about what we're burning just based on my uh, weight and all of those things. So anyway, kind of rule of thumb, don't uh, <laughs> overeat once you get done running or else you're never going to see any benefit. Right. And the other thing is, is that running is hard. It is hard. It's mentally, to me, it's like a mental almost like a mental roadblock, a mental challenge yeah. to be like, okay, I'm going to go out there and run. And especially in the beginning, until you've really trained your body to go through those motions and what to expect, it's really mentally hard. And I think it was probably a year before it felt like we were going to go on a run and I wasn't going to have to climb up a mountain before we got out there. Right. So just just know that. I mean, I think it's worth it. I think Laura thinks it's worth it in I terms do. of the benefits. Mm-hmm. However... There was many a day where we just didn't want to, and we did anyway. Yep. And we yep. tried to make it with the neighborhood runs and the conversations and the book clubs. Try tried to, to make, make it, it okay. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we have learned about this thing called yoga with, with Adrian. I know. And her dog, Benji. Oh, yes. You can't forget her dog, Benji, because he's so cute. So we love yoga with Adrian. We're going to put a copy of one of her YouTube videos in our show notes. And uh, that's one of the things that we have used to kind of decompress after a run. Yeah. She has some great like pre-runs, you know, yoga segments that are about seven minutes. Not yeah. long. Not long. You know, because if you're going to get out there and run, that's going to be your main workout. But you you do need to stretch. That's something else we probably should have mentioned that we kind of learned that yes. kind of stretching some before running is helpful. And so she's got some that you can do before, some that you can do after. It's nice to just kind of get into that mindset. It's so or, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so after a really hard run workout, yoga with Adrian about 10 to 15 minutes, which for me is about all the yoga I can handle. It feels it feels wonderful and it's totally worth just a moment on YouTube. So look her up, yoga yep, with Adrian. Check her out. Yes. And of course, she is not paying us for this promotion. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now it is time for our dun 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 Homework. homework. Yes. So just a reminder, we've been giving you something to think about or do every single week since we started. We've asked you to do a four-column graphic organizer. We've asked you to identify a fitness friend. We've asked you to try out a run. That was week three. And then think about my fitness pal or some kind of way of noting your intake. Then thinking more about your fitness friends and which which one of those friends is going to be with you for the long haul, like day in and day out. And then thinking about how are those fitness friends, uh, what are they awesome at? What's their superpowers? Right. Yeah. Because we're going to celebrate them. So this week, we're going to ask you to change something. Right. You've been noting a lot of things. You've been working in your notebooks. You've been doing all of that fun stuff. So now it's time to start thinking about, okay, I know what my intake is. I know what kind of my baseline running is. How can I start changing these habits to make them even more healthy and to make tomorrow even better, better than today than today and so that's what we keep trying to do and we're going to challenge you to do that today as well so enjoy your week go move breathe share kindness with others you, you got, got this, this. love friends fit 40s subscribe to our podcast leave a review and share the podcast with your friends tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work 
Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you. 